Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Couldn't use music anymore. <coughs> Well, you can use some music. Yep. Well, they want to do it. We're recording. We're live. We're everything. We're everything in the universe. Right. So we're good to go. Yep. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Welcome to the family with... Hackmaster, Ralph Toby Basham, MD. Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant-Bernard. See, there we go. We're just talking. When you do two shows out of the same studio back-to-back, things always get screwed up or misplaced or whatever, and that's just how it goes. We're going to have to... I'm going to have to... Buckle down and take care of it. Maybe we should be passive-aggressive and mess with your morning... No, we shouldn't do that. (laughs) We should mess with the morning show. Some people would do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's no doubt that some people would get involved in that kind of thing, and, you know, it all works out. On the way out, I'll trip over a cord or something. 
It's true. So what's happened in your world? Everything good? Everything's good. Everything is good as can be. Sun's getting higher. That's all that matters. Sun's getting higher. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, It is. Very it's true. a lot warmer today. I mean, things could be worse. You could be attacked by a moose on a snowmobile trip. <clears throat> oh, God, you saw that video? Yeah. Well, no. I don't have... Oh, yeah, there's video. Oh, there's huge... That moose is huge. In Palisades, Idaho? Yep. It literally just misses nailing the guy on the snowmobile. Oh, those guys, those animals are nuts. They are absolutely crazy, and they, they just are, defend they? their territory, and they're... No, thank you. Those and bison. Well, the moose was trapped in the middle it just like showed up on a trail so it freaked out yeah yeah but the guy got off the snowmobile just before the moose went right over the top of the seat Jeez. it would have nailed him uh, i mean big time yeah those are huge animals so that's the ticket um well you know timmy lammers will be with us in about four minutes so i'd just uh, like to point out that i'm looking at two national news sites and everybody's a victim, and everything sucks, and everything's horrible. I just thought I'd let you know that. Not, Thank you for that. There's no reason to even do the news anymore. I'm just going to take it for granted that everybody lies, not you, but everybody else lies. Uh, I'm a victim. You're not a victim, but I am. It's just, and I, I'm getting really tired of it. Might I add one other thing? Yes. And we, we're all in imminent danger of dying. Yes. It's always what are we about dying from? Oh, wait, wait, Six months away from the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Eye drops apparently can kill you. Eye now. drops are not good now. <laughs> well, I know everybody lies, and that's why they call him Tim Limers. Tim oh. Limer. Timmy Limer. You know, wasn't it perfect timing, though, with that Chris Rock special and victimhood and uh, yes. people don't, don't, aren't addicted to opioids. They're addicted to attention. Yeah. I mean, it, this guy was great. so freaking spot on with so That's many true. things in the special. Now, was it perfect? No. I thought it started really strong, really, really strong. And, of yes. course, when you you know, rip Will Smith's ass at the end, I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, this is what we were waiting for, right? <laughs> but yes. I'm telling you, man, I mean, he hit every single point about what's wrong with society today yep. in his opening. And, and in a way, he sort of alluded to Will Smith, but he didn't go there. Um, but, you know, this this whole thing about uh, victimhood and all that, man. And, 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 and it, But it continues. Nobody will listen. This is what you get out of it, Tom and Catherine and, and Ralph and Andy. What you get is critics ripping on the special because they don't want to yeah, admit yep. that. Right? Yep. Right? No, but if you look right. at audience scores, the audiences loved it. But critics I don't. I did. I, I did, too. I mean, well, critics... I was laughing so freaking hard at one point, I thought mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to have a vapor lock. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't catch my breath. I, it was so freaking funny. Oh, my God, is he funny. Now, uh, Chappelle is still the tops for me, him and Ricky Gervais. But I'm telling you what, man, Chris Rock is definitely up there. Oh, no doubt about it. I just didn't like it when he started talking about being a millionaire. It was like, yeah, whatever. Good well, you. you know, that I was taken out of the whole thing by that, too. I mean, I get the point he was trying to make, that his mm-hmm. children are spoiled, or at least the oldest one, or whatever. I get that. You know, he's trying to make a point, and then talking about, was it his mom or his grandmother that had to go to the veterinarian his to get her his teeth? Or no, grandma? no, it was his mom. Yeah. It? It, was it was his, his mother. mother. Yeah. 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 His mother, yeah, his child's grandmother. But yeah, yeah, to tell you, well, I'm, you know, uh, you know, just tell you I'm a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. You know, again, I, 
comedy works at its best when it's something you can relate to. And I can guarantee yes. you, not that many people probably relate. I mean, maybe they relate it to the fact that their kids can be brats or worse. Well, or spoiled. But well, that was this whole thing about, well, she has all the money in the world, so she should know better kind of thing is like, eh, I don't know. Whatever. I think that I think it was leading up towards his, you know, the story about him telling the school to kick her out. That's, well, that was good too, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. think it it worked well for what it was. I mean, it did have a point, and again, you know, about him growing up poor and about his mother and and all those sorts of things. But uh, yeah, it just whatever. I, I, again, I, I I don't look at it as a, a damning thing where I didn't like the special or anything it's just you know it, it had its high point high points and low points and i thought well you know the stuff that worked the best was the very beginning and i'm telling you man once he gets into that whole um pro-life abortion uh, abortion yeah. thing oh boy that's dangerous territory right there yeah, yeah. sure is but he doesn't and, he doesn't and you know whether you agree or not it's just the fact that he enters that area it's, yeah. it's kind of uncomfortable in a way Totally. You know, it's really uncomfortable to listen to. That's the best best art. That's the best comedy. You ha have to be uncomfortable at some <clears throat> point. That's why not many white people listened to, listened to Paul Mooney, because it was mm. right. very uncomfortable. But that's, that's what comedy is about, making you uncomfortable, making you think about what's going on around you. That's comedy. The yeah. best. Well, you know, Paul Mooney, I, I mean, I never did really watch anything he did with the exception of his famous uh um negro damas deal. yeah on, negro on damas was phenomenal <laughs> negro damas was fantastic <laughs> where uh brian gumbel wait um what's his name wayne brady makes brian gumbel look like malcolm x yeah <laughs> is that what he said <laughs> god it was funny Paul Mooney was very, very... He died, didn't he? Yeah. He did. He's he no did in the it. last couple of years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't... I, again, I guess I didn't... I've never really watched any of Paul Mooney's stuff to know. But he did make people uncomfortable, huh? Ralph, I mean, that's what he did? Yeah. Oh, that's... Either. He was... He, he was... Uh... Uh, he was sensitive to the uh, black situation. I mean, he was really critical of white people, uh, white culture, rich mm -hmm. culture. I mean, that's kind of what he, he was very critical of that and uh, sort of uh, held the mirror up. So he had to look at it, look at that mirror. And, and, the, and that's, that's healthy. All those things are positive things, and we should embrace that. And comedians should be able to do say whatever they want about anything yep. they want to do because that's key to freedom of speech and uh, healing and learning and growing up. That's part and you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. No, no you don't. Isn't that, kind of... isn't that funny, though? I mean, that's the key every single time. If you don't like it, don't listen. Don't watch. Exactly. And nobody yeah. seems to follow that. I mean, the thing about him him saying the N-word every other word. <laughs> that was true. I thought we kind of had a moratorium on that word, like across the board, but apparently not. <laughs> apparently not in apparently that special. Apparently not. Well, I have a question for everyone here. So you've taken the two hottest black comedians in the country and turned on both of them. And that would be Chris Rock, because they have turned on him this morning in the, in the media. There's no question about that. You got Chris Rock and you got Dave Chappelle. They turned on him, too. Um, you mean they turned on, on Rock even more? I mean, what are they saying? Oh, they're going after him big time in the press. They're, they're talking about how he just 
does nothing for black people, and he just uh, they're going after him big time. Ah. Uh. I'll find the story for you. As a matter of fact, talk amongst your black people. Well, I, th- I yeah, think I know it's ridiculous. But, but he ended he ended heavy on Chris Rock. No, not Chris Rock on yeah. uh, Will, Will Smith. Smith. I mean, he on Will Smith yeah. unloaded that when he finished that last five ten minutes, it was open season. I mean, that was <laughs> well, he, he made more money than he would have in court. That's why he didn't bring an action. Yeah, but he was oh, it was the best. Well, I will tell you this: on the morning show this morning. We talked about that very fact and got several responses. Uh, I got a lot of emails and all the rest of it, and everyone agreed. And, and it's just a fact that Will Smith is one of the biggest pricks in Hollywood. People don't like him. Yeah, and he's, and it hopefully he doesn't work anymore. That that, that was childish and un, un, yes. an inappropriate thing to do. So well, I tell you what. Indeed. I mean, it was a gutsy move for Apple TV to say, you know what? Let's bring out Emancipation anyway. Gutsy, and I almost would say arrogant, yeah. because they thought that all was going to be forgiven if he came out. And he, you notice, he really didn't do a lot of press for that. You know, no big apology to her or anything like that. And um, the movie, I, you know, it's hard to say did it bomb because it was mainly a streamer. But I didn't watch it. I had no desire to watch it, and I think a lot of people felt the same way. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and maybe because it's just because of he was the sort of guy before this that you just wouldn't expect to be such of a prick. And I, I want I, I liked him a lot. I, I loved his stuff. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of basically it was a facade. Right. I guess maybe that's that way with a lot of different, you know, people in the public eye. I mean, Never they're not your who heroes. you think they are behind the scenes. But boy, did did he not only take Will Smith to task, he took Jada Pinkett Smith to task too, which is, Yes, he wow. did. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, so it it's uh you knew there was going to be blowback. You just knew it. I didn't see it live. I planned on watching it. Uh when was it? Saturday night? Must have been Saturday night. Uh, yeah. I think it was Saturday night was when it ran live, yes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, uh, I, but I did watch it Sunday. And I'll tell you why in a few minutes, uh, why I didn't watch it live uh, for a very fun reason. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, no, I, I can tell you right now, we went to see, for, for the very first time, Mick Sterling. Oh, he's um, wonderful. He performed Joe Cocker. It was in St. Michael. And what yep. a great show that was, man. Yep, he's a hell of a talent. Great guy, too. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, uh First time I've seen him. I, I guess I did see him on Nicollet Mall during one of the summer deals, but uh, never a full performance. And it was Joe Cocker stuff, and it was amazing. It is really, really good. So that's I why ask. I didn't catch. I, I got I got Mick instead of Chris. But then again, I watched Chris the next day, and uh, I hope people don't get confused by that, thinking that oh, it only aired live, and that's it. You can see it on no. Netflix now. Yep. So that's one thing we should point out to people. This is on Netflix, and I would imagine it's uh, breaking viewing records because it was number one that day that I caught it. So, and all okay, of this, now, all of this relative negative press, I think, is driving people to it as well. I think that I don't think it matters what the press say. I don't think it, I don't think it's not going to affect that at all. Well, to... I, I, there's an argument to be made, but, you know, sometimes you want to sort of attract that negative publicity because then people are wondering, okay, what the hell happened here? What is this all about? And then they'll check it. I think negative publicity is actually good sometimes. It wasn't good for Will Smith, but no. <laughs> by and large, 
you know, if somebody says your movie is horrible for this reason or another, and it, and it just attracts a lot of negative press, generally that attracts eyeballs. So that's it probably worked in Chris Rock's favor here. I would imagine so. I, I have a question, and it's going to make Andy feel really uncomfortable. Okay, you ready to feel uncomfortable, Andy? Okay, I already do feel plenty uncomfortable. I was going to say, he usually <laughs> does, I think. From <laughs> being sick? Yeah. Well, why'd you come in? AJ was covering for you. <clears throat> I'm good enough. Oh, you're good enough, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going back to the um, Will Smith, Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett thing, how would you feel, Andy, if your mom started having sex with your best friend? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how any of them forgave her. I don't. He, how, you're my best friend. You're stupid, my best mm-hmm. friend. You're my mother. Are you insane? Well, these are Hollywood folks. Well, they have different <laughs> standards of conduct than the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think was great about this special was it was, yes, it was Saturday. I think what, the only thing that could have possibly been better, and one way for Chris Rock to just jam it up the Academy's keister, was to do it this Saturday, the night before the Oscars. That yeah. would have been great. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it's close enough. It's close enough because now, uh, you know, we're talking about it and the Oscars are coming up and it's going to overshadow things because, look, the Academy wanted him, wanted Chris Rock to host. They asked and he said no. Right. Because they wanted to take advantage of him. Yeah. Of yep. what happened to him. And I'm glad that he said stick it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I love the timing of this special. That The timing is perfect. Almost. Again, Saturday night would have been better, but I'll take the Saturday before the, the Oscars, too. Okay. Although I still before. think if... If Will Smith would have gone on stage, I mean, Chris Rock would have gone on stage and done the um, emceeing, they should have surrounded him by, you know, a SWAT team. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, I mean, they could have done a lot of great comedy bits with it, too. But I think, ultimately, Chris Rock is smart enough to know that he's being used because... Yeah. I don't know, Tom, are you you any more convinced that this uh, wasn't a fake... Nope. I still think it was all faked. I think it was all BS. You don't even put your hands up to try to block somebody slapping you across the face? What? But who would have expected it, though? Yeah. That, I would have. I think that's what have... Well, he comes up there. See, the problem with... Okay, I I watched it online last year, and there was somewhat of a delay. So people, oh, Mike Bryant okay. and I, were texting back and forth. And he saw it before I did, so he said something about he mentioned something like, wow, can you believe that happened? Whatever. He said something and it's like, I didn't, I didn't see it in real time. And I, and I don't know. I mean, it just seems so much of a surreal situation that, yeah. I don't know who would have expected that from Will Smith. If it would have been just some random guy walking up there, then yes, hopefully people would have been all over the guy and Chris Rock would have put his dupes up or something. But again, you, you're talking about the biggest one of arguably then one of the biggest movie stars in the world up for the top prize, which everybody knew he was going to win. Who would have ever expected him to either punch or slap or whatever at anybody at that ceremony, much less Chris Rock. I don't know. What I I loved about it too, is that Chris Rock pointed out, it's like you finally get two black men on a stage at the Oscars 
and they start a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was... I mean, look, if it was a setup, I mean, clearly it didn't it didn't uh, end in the results that they wanted. No. I mean, you know, it's just blowing up your career on purpose like that just seems so counterproductive to me. So that's why I'm going with uh is it real or not? I'm going yeah. with it was real. It just it makes no sense. Maybe Will I Smith agree. thought he was untouchable. Maybe that was it. If it were a fake Maybe you thought, you know what? And maybe they're going to buy into, well, I was protecting Jada. Mm, no. Earn, but earn. the way that Chris Rock explained it, <laughs> I, I don't even want to repeat the way he explained it during his special. But it, it was, was so very freaking funny. funny. It was very funny. <laughs> no. you, but, you can't repeat any of the no. show. <laughs> no, you cannot. Really? Oh my God! What an incredible special, though. Maybe, maybe uh, Will Smith was just acting out his pain uh, for what his wife had done. That's my guess. Yeah, I think he was trying to reclaim his masculinity <gasps> by being oh. violent. Yeah. Well, that's well, exactly it, it, what Chris, Chris Rock said. Yeah. That's what Chris Rock yeah, said. He yeah. said this wasn't about me. This was about him being, you know, embarrassed by his his wife and the yeah. fact that uh, I guess Will Smith went on. TV and did an interview and talked about all this yep. stuff. Who they does did the, that? They have this thing called it's like something table or the something circle. Red, where, red table talk, I think. It yeah, is, red table talk yeah. where their whole family gets together and talks about all of their dirty laundry. It's uh, just so it's in front like, of the world. It's almost like exhibitionism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. That's a That's, great. Way I'm to put so it. important that everybody needs to know every aspect of my life, which is not okay. Yeah. But even even in well, you know what someone would call an open marriage thing like that, I think there's a certain element of decency with you know the, the partners yeah. you might choose. You would think. Yeah, yeah, think about it, your children, maybe. Oh, yeah. For a yeah. Second. I mean, yeah. There's, there's there's some decency in everybody's life, and I think they just. There's no decency in their life. They're just so, doesn't matter. I would presume there is video of this red table talk session where she said that to him. I'm wondering if he knew prior to. You almost think he would, but I would. I would love to see his reaction to her revealing that to him, and just how devastating that was to him to hear that. Mm. I wonder if that that's got to be out there. It's really got to be out there. But you know, this is a really honestly, this is the sort of stuff I could care less about. Yeah. You know, I'm I've never been a gossip guy. I don't care about this stuff. So I I mean I just never have looked into it or followed up on it. I I really don't care. It's only when somebody blows up their career like he did on the Oscars last year that I am interested. You know. So I'm just wondering yeah. what does the video look like? What was his reaction to Jada when she said, oh, by the way, I uh, slept with your son's best friend. <laughs> in your bed. <laughs> in your bed. In your bed. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, it gets worse at every turn. Oh, yeah, she doesn't sound like a pleasant human. No. Oh. It, but, it, but gossip journalism may be the only journalism that's really working now. Yeah, that's you might true. be right about you that. You know, People Magazine, like they, they're just, you know, they just, people read those all the time. Can't, can't get enough of that uh, can't get enough of that Kardashian stuff. Yeah, well, the clickbait is so bad now, and you have what they are, are ads for whatever, but they would just flat out lie with the photos they use um, in order to get you to click on it. There's a, there's a photo out there of uh, Kevin Costner and uh, Octavia Spencer together, 
and really, in reality, they start in a film together called Black and White. Um, mm -hmm. But the headline reads like, well, Kevin Costner left his wife for this person. It makes it, it basically makes it sound like Kevin Costner left his wife for Octavia Spencer. But it's nothing like that. It's just no. all lies. All lies. Or it says, why, uh, fans are upset that Netflix canceled this show. And they show a picture of Wednesday Adams, you know, uh, arguably one of their biggest shows ever. So people think, oh, my God, they canceled Wednesday. So they clicked. Mm. So everything is such of a lie out there. And it's all about clickbait. Not only with the ads, but with stories, too. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. I got to read you one story because you asked about this and I tracked the story down. This actually was published yesterday. Now that Chris Rock has finally let loose about getting slapped at the Oscars last year, the reviews are settling in, and most take note of how Rock not only went after Will Smith in his live stream Netflix special, but his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. That hasn't sat well with some. A bad pattern. One of the more scathing takes comes from Candace McDuffie. And I'm not kidding you. I thought she was one of like the, what is it, Sour Patch Kids? What were they called? <laughs> Sour Patch Kids? Candace McDuffie. Doesn't that sound like a doll's name? <laughs> Cabbage Patch? Oh, yeah. You're thinking of Cabbage oh, Patch Kids. Cabbage yeah. Patch. There you go. Uh, Candace McDuffie at The Root, a review of the headline, Chris Rock still deserved to be slapped by Will Smith. McDuffie uh, writes that by repeatedly going after Jada, Rock was true to form. All we have to say is we told y'all Chris has a problem with black women. How do you get that Chris has a problem with black women from that? You're reading The Root, which is basically on par with schizophrenic ramblings. So, I mean, <laughs> okay. no, seriously, it is. It's as bad as it gets. Okay, well, how about sure. USA Today? That's probably a little better. Sounding old at USA Today, Kelly Lawler wasn't impressed either. If he's going to joke about Jada Pinkett-Smith and extensively address the Oscar slap, the punchline has to be better than calling her a gendered slur over and over again. In fact, the 58-year-old Rock came off as a predictable and boring human being and downright old throughout the entire set. Yeah, 58, that's real old. Uh, it was embarrassing to watch Rock complain about the kids with their wokeness and their social media and their feelings. So, once again, he hates black women, which I've never seen proof of at all. And if you don't agree with my politics, then I hate you is the second part of it. Well, it's like, Jesus. I know. And then she calls him old. It's yeah, like, she calls oh, him old at 58. Oh, he's sexist, you're ageist. I okay. guess he's past his prime, huh? <laughs> God. Do these people know how stupid they sound when they say these kind of things? No. I mean, I understand trying to, you know, defend a woman. You know, I, I get it. Yeah. Because, well, you know, women are put upon a lot. Yeah, but, but she doesn't 
deserve it. In well, my opinion. She, she should be defended from physical harm, but yes, yeah, she brought some of this on herself. I mean, I, I, I oh, wasn't the way, there Tim. to say, "Hey, you got to do this." No one was there to say, "Hey, you got to do this." All right. right, Tim, if you want to watch the Red Table Talk, the episode is called Jada Brings Herself to the Table, July 10th, 2020. Oh. It's out there on Facebook. So cool. There you go. It cool. might not be for long, though, after this. So uh, <laughs> maybe archive it if you can. You know, I just had a horrible thought go through my head, and I don't ever want to do this again. Because you try to you know, familiarize with the story of what actually happened and why people are so upset about it. I just... Uh, had a peer in my mind. Thank God it was not a visual. It was only a thought. How would I have felt if I walked into my house and Toots was having sex with Andy Fisher? Oh, <laughs> I can't Quite believe your brain even went there. And then, I mean, think about that in your own life. Who would those two people be? Your mother and some other guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure worse things have happened. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. To, like I said... Airing your dirty laundry like that on national television is just mind-boggling. Well, it's even worse because it's not like it was just like a one-time thing. She went into it and she said that, oh, yeah, it was a relationship. Uh, I was a child. I was with him because I wanted to feel good, that sort of thing. How old was the kid? Anybody know? That's a guy. She said, uh, what's the guy's name? August. How how old's Jaden? Because he's Jaden's friend, right? And Jaden is... Yeah. Well, maybe he's his late 20s by now, but, I mean, probably, I would imagine, early to mid-20s, wouldn't you think? Yep. He is born in yes. 1992. So he's 31 so he's now. 31, yeah, well, so if this he, happened a few years ago. It happened two years ago, so he was he was 28 at the time. 28. But his friend could have been younger. Could have been older, too. No, though, I mean, that's just his, his friend's age. He's yeah. apparently oh, a, age. a oh, famous, okay. in quotes, rapper. Never heard of him. What's his name? Uh, August Alcina. No idea. August. Let's see. Moon. And Jada is fifty. She, she was forty-nine at the time. He was twenty-eight. So twenty-one year gap. No big deal. Well, I don't. I don't Whoa. see how this. I don't. I don't see how this <clears throat> translate. Having sex with your your son's best friend, who's twenty years younger than you. I don't see how that makes you feel better about yourself when you're married. I don't understand that. I understand that dynamic and. So there's some. I think I think that represents some uh, interesting psychological problems that probably need to be worked through. Yes. and that's what she was trying to do. Work through that. Well, it's the same thing. I think it's a midlife midlife crisis kind of thing. You know, it's the yeah, same it, thing when an older guy cheats on his wife with a you know co-ed or whatever. Same thing. They want to yeah, feel young Chris again. Rock, yeah. Chris Rock was calling everybody a bitch. Yeah, he not was. just her. No, no, he especially was, Will. He was especially just Will, Will Smith. A bitch, yeah, <laughs> yeah he was he, more a than anybody. He, not only a bitch, he's a biatch. So. He enunciated that. Hey, I want to read you a quick tweet from Ricky Gervais. Oh God! <laughs> Somebody asked him, "What would have you have done uh, had Will Smith come up to slap you?" He said, "Nothing would have happened to me. I wouldn't have told a joke uh, about his wife's hair. I would have told a joke about her boyfriend." Oh. oh, yeah. I love him. I think he's brilliant. I really do. Yeah. So I, I, it just popped up in my head when we were talking about this. It's like, oh, my God, that's right. Ricky, Ricky would. And, and you know what? That that would you think that would have cut deeper, don't you think? If, if Rock would have said something like that instead of, you know, making the G.I. Jane joke mm-hmm. again, 
claiming that he did not know about her alopecia. You know? Uh, no, uh, yeah, I have a question. Would have, would have set the guy on fire, you, it's you would a, think. It's a very mild joke anyway. It sure but is. I have a question. I heard that that's not true, that she doesn't have alopecia. She does. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, she does for sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, because a lot of people said she doesn't have it. She just shaved her head to get attention. Well, I mean, can't believe she doesn't have it. no hair on her head, but right. she does have enough hair loss that shaving her head is really the only option, or wearing a wig, of course. Well, she should have gone to 36th and Nicollet and gone to, what was that, Mr. Top's Wigs and <laughs> Ribs? What was the name of it? He had like five, so the, the crown... Mr. Crown's Corner. That's what it was called. 36, 38th and Nicholas, something like that. Mr. Crown's Corner had a wig shop. It had a barbecue shop. and all this great stuff. I mean, he had like five things around the corner. Mr. Crown's Corner. It was unbelievable. I always think about wigs and ribs. Wigs and ribs. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny, though. I mean, you know, it's funny how we can keep replaying this in our heads over and over again. And when he told the joke, Will laughed. And then over to the side, you can see her kind of, yep. yeah. and then, then they cut back to rock. And then before you know it, Will Smith's on his way up to the stage. So what happened yeah. in between that time? I would love to see that footage. And I think maybe they have released some other footage. I don't know if it's cell phone video or whatever. But again, there's no question that Will Smith was laughing initially. So yes, he was. What You're tripped right. that trigger? What tripped that trigger, man? That whatever it was, it was a snap. That guy just instantly went into into rage. Oh God! Or Will or Smith. acting, Tom. Or maybe he was acting. Or one of me. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know that open marriages and polycules <clears throat> and all this stuff is all the rage these days. But I don't see people being extra happy and. No, they always end in know, misery. Acting yep. delightful because they're in these situations. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There it is. Here's a great uh, one from CNN. Dean Obadella, Obadala, I guess it is. Obadiah, someone. Dean Obadala at CNN came away impressed with Rock's revenge attack on the Smiths. The lesson from the entire encounter is very simple. Never slap a comedian, especially a famous comedian, unless, of course, you want to be turned into a punchline for the whole world. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. But that's a brilliant and comment. for the, the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, let's hope Will Smith's around for a long, long time. But you've got to believe that first paragraph of his obituary is going to mention that. And that's yeah. why, again, why, unless you just thought that you were untouchable, why anybody would purposefully blow up their entire reputation. And, again, this guy, it's, it's, it's going to live with him forever. And, you know, it's interesting. Recently, out of the blue, after Emancipation bombed, he makes this announcement about, oh, Bad Boys 15 is coming or whatever. There's a new <laughs> Bad Boys coming. What the hell's Bad so Boys? So they did make that announcement like we're supposed to get excited about it or something. Now, having said that, that last Bad Boys was pretty damn good. But what was it? Do I care now? Not really. No. You know, no, I'm I sure just, you're right about that. Yeah, well, you know, and maybe, maybe it's not so much against Will Smith. It's just I'm tired of all of the BS of this business. 
Because this is BS at its finest right now. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. I would agree. You know, well, we, oh, sorry. on the morning show this morning, we talked about this, and they asked me what I would have done in that situation. Would you have gone up on stage, Tom, and, you know, slap Nick Swardson across the face? Because Nick and I are really good <laughs> friends, right? Would you have done that? And I said, no. They said, well, why not? I said, because Catherine would have already been up there kicking his ass. That's why. <laughs> no, I would have waited till the cameras were off. No, you God, wait. give me some credit. And what would you have said, Catherine, right before? You piat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, and let's Nick. not I'm forget saying, that. I'm just uh, thinking what Catherine might have done in that situation. What would Catherine do? <laughs> oh, I know what she'd do. We have to do. ask ourselves. And let's not forget that Will Smith was, you know, after he won, the, he won. He was partying and rapping to his own music after afterwards. Oh, yeah. He was having a great well, old time. He wasn't looking like he was feeling bad. And he blew the opportunity when he had it, which was to say, I'm sorry. I mean, a lot of these sorries are empty anyway, but yeah. he could have mm-hmm. said it during his speech. But he went painfully way around apologizing to Chris Rock. And that yeah. was so obvious. And that's what's like. And then going so far as to saying, well, I'm just channeling uh, the, uh, what, what's the tennis players? The Williams father, Richard Williams. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, channeling, kind of throwing Richard under the bus, right? Saying, well, he's actually the violent one. Hmm. <laughs> you kind of right. was passing it off to him. And I thought, my God, you're not making any friends here tonight, are you? No. Well... That's the Hollywood BS. It's all about me, 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 I all know, the time. I know, I know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's. I'm getting really tired of it. I, I am so tired of it. That's right. But that's why we have shows like The Family, and we have the Tom Bernard Morning Show because we're gonna hold these people. We're gonna take them to task, baby. Yeah, well, you're, pre- you're you know, we're not falling for your BS. There's always star efforts, right? There's yep. always people that excuse this sort of behavior. Yes. Well, you're but proving uh, Chris Rock's never. point is that they're all addicted to that. Oh, look at me. Look yeah. at me. Yep. Attention. Me. All addicted to that. Well, I just think it's very uh, what, funny. The, <clears throat> so amazing how spot on that guy was that night. He was not afraid to say what everybody <clears throat> wanted, maybe not wanted, but needed to hear. Yeah. There are three reviews of the uh, stories that I just read. There, well, well, there are hundreds of them, actually, but I want to read three. These are three in a row. Okay, you ready? Uh, these are comments from uh, from readers. I don't know. Are these women critics worth at least $60 million like Rock is? That's kind of cold. The Truth Stand said it must be sad trying to make a living by attacking people. Chris Rock is yesterday's news. Uh, and he's the one who got slapped, by the way. So he's the bad guy for attacking people, and he's the one who took a slap. That's kind of interesting. Now, here's my favorite one. From Hal9000... She's a mean, toxic whore who bangs her son's friends. <laughs> oh, oh, my well. God. Whoa, that's a little harsh. My you know, God. The, the criticism that the word, I should say, that I read in more than one criticism was the word canned. It was a canned special, meaning it was yeah, yep. par for the course. It was like this is the sort of stuff, his, his standby material. No, not really. No. I mean, because he's addressing a very uh, serious contemporary issue right now with the victim culture and all that sort of stuff. And correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't heard him talk about Will Smith before in this forum. How is that canned? You know, nice. this is all fresh. 
This is not canned material like they say it is. They're just trying desperately any sort of way to bring this guy down. And none of it works. None of it works. Or will work. <laughs> no one's listening. They're yeah. talking about it. They're not moving that needle. Man, That those he has just increased increase his ticket sales by 100 percent well that's the thing that's the streisand effect the more they talk about it the more they talk about how you shouldn't go see it the more people are going to go see it yeah i agree yeah and the only ones that were vocal uh, about it were the very people that he was calling out yeah 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 i, I mean that's, any that's about that. yeah Look, all I know, Tim, is that you're a mean, toxic whore. That's all I know about Tim Lambert. <laughs> Always have been. Always will be. It's been working so far. That's not horror with a W. You want to drop three, two, one. Hi, I'm Tim Lammers, and I'm a mean, toxic whore. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do it again once more with feeling. Here we go. I love it. I just love that stuff. Uh, well, all here's right, the so. thing, folks, and, and I think all of us in this room, you know, we don't take ourselves that seriously. These people no. that are just so involved with themselves out there. It's, again, me, me, me. I don't give a shit. That's my superpower. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit how you feel about me. I, I don't care. I, agree. I say it's my superpower, man. I, I can't leap tall buildings in a single bond or anything like that, but your damn words aren't going to hurt me. Good. There you go, I'm baby. glad you take that and said so. You you're not a victim because you won't allow yourself to be a victim. No way. Look, I man, I, I I I grew up knee deep in pig shit. Okay, I was a farm <laughs> boy. I worked my okay. ass off, and if you well. complained, if you complained, your ass was new mown grass. Yeah. You don't. You're you're you know you work. You grew up with a work ethic, you know, and and then uh, respecting your parents and and uh, you know all the work my dad and mom did to keep food on the table and keep us in line. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's why, again, all this stuff is kind of, I, I, I've always remained rooted in that. And I really don't live too terribly far from where I grew up. You know, I'm always that same person because you got to maintain that sense of identity. You can't forget where you came from. Right. So that's who I am. Maybe not knee deep in pig shit, but definitely up to the ankles. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, that, I was, love that it. was a little bit of a fabrication. So, Timmy, I, I know you only got a couple. <laughs> hey, but, but I'm kind of involved in showbiz, so it has to be a fabrication. I report on, I report on the fabrication, so I guess that part of it's got to me. So, no, you, I know you only got about three minutes left, but I want to ask you, there's a movie out called A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Did you see I, it? It looks really good, but everybody hated it. No. It is a terrific movie. Good. It looked watch it. and I watched the what trailer. What do you mean who hated it? Every review. It only lasted in theaters for like two weeks. Oh. Yeah, honestly. I, I'm one of these people who are like Tom Hanks again. But you know yeah. what? He's yeah. really good. And I have described this film as, or this role for Tom as Tom's Clint Eastwood role. Oh. This is the sort of role that I could have seen Eastwood in about maybe 10 years ago. Oh, okay. In an odd sort of way. And, and again, two totally different subjects. It almost in a sort of way mimics uh, Gran Torino. Oh, in I a, love that just movie. very loose way. Um, but no, no, see it. It's a feel-great movie. Uh, you're going to blubber. I blubbered. Blubber? A lot of people have cried. <laughs> 
Love right. her. We're gonna cry. It's a great movie. I, it I is, cannot and it wait did to get watch carried. it. It was a it was a wide release uh, first week of the, uh, January, which is a bad time anyway. No, no, yes. see the movie, see it, absolutely. Excellent. Now, what was the other one? There's one more movie we, we I checked. I there were like night. three that you were interested in. Did you? Bookmark them or put them on your list or well, all, do whatever you need to do. They're all on Voodoo anyway, so I got it all covered. Everything will be fine. Quickly, what you, I mentioned, I heard you on the morning show and maybe on the podcast. You mentioned three movies that you started and didn't finish. What were those movies? Oh uh, God, there Recently. were three. Oh, Smile was one of them. That movie was terrible. Uh, I thought. Did you yeah, like Smile? Much, I thought it was okay. I don't. You know it. It's it's hard for me to sit and watch somebody slit their own throat. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. It's gory. It's so it's, gory. It's very um, gory, and I don't need that. And what else did didn't you like? Oh, what else is, was out there that I tried to watch? There were a couple of other other ones, and I oh, did. The, oh, sorry. What, which the, was it? The whale was one of the ones that you wanted to see. I, want, I do want to see the whale. That's the other yeah, one. Uh, Brendan Fraser looks like. When did Brendan Fraser become Fred Flintstone? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think it might be I'm, makeup. I'm glad he's making the comeback. I really oh, am. Because he got hosed by the. Uh, he had there was a controversy with the Golden Globes, and he was he was blacklisted for a while, more or less, from Hollywood because of this Why? incident. What did he do? Because well, the president again allegedly wasn't there. Um, grabbed him, groped him, and. The minute he was vocal about it, the job started going away, allegedly. Hmm. Look, look up the article. Yeah, it damaged his career. So he's he did nothing wrong? And he's he didn't do anything guy. wrong. No, no. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, God. What a world. No, he, he skipped the Golden Globes, even though he won. So I'm not going to do that. Well, there you go. Selective outrage once again. Yeah. <laughs> this guy gets yeah, molested but... or whatever. That's okay. Let's ruin his career. Well, when Kristen comes on, ask her about that. That background between the Golden Globes and Brendan Fraser. It is quite interesting. God, uh, that's terrible. So, yeah, yeah. But, no, he's terrific in it and uh, well-deserving of uh, the Oscar, uh, which he probably will win. Um, and that's fine. I'm glad. I'm, I'm happy for him. He's kind of a strange guy. I interviewed him one time. I mean, He's coming off relatively normal now, but boy, maybe just because he was in a difficult part of his life where he wasn't getting as much work. Kind of a strange interview, but nice, just kind of offbeat. That's understandable. He's put on at least 100 pounds. Well, the story is about this that he's got an obese he's got a eating disorder. Well, I know, but how do you put on 100 pounds to play a role for Christ? Well, this well, he did there was definitely some prosthetics involved in this, though, too. Yeah. It was, yeah, he has gotten a lot bigger because you can see in some recent films, you go back a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, he has definitely put on weight, but no, no, this was adding more. And naturally, people called him out on it saying, well, you shouldn't be playing this role because you're not really obese. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Sakes. They're actors, for Christ's sake. When are they going to figure that out? I know. I'm acting. I know. Again, Jesus. when I say I'm just tired of all of the BS. Me too. Well, Tom oh, is very yeah. excited for Magic Mike's Last Dance. Yeah, oh, boy. Let me watch the Magic Mike one. series. It was it part nine? 
ish. Yeah, I skipped that one too. So I, you know, I'm, I'm about as excited for that one as I am, and I am going to see it this week. Yeah, um, Scream Six. There's another Scream, Scream coming out. My gosh. Oh God, that sounds terrible. All right, we'll, we'll watch The Whale, and we'll watch uh, Otto, and we'll get back to you. Okay, Otto first, Whale second. We'll talk Friday morning on your show, and also quickly uh, talk about another movie. I interviewed the star yesterday. It's called A Little White Lie, Michael Shannon. Talked to him yesterday, so that was kind of oh, fun. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's really so good. Late, really laid-back guy. Really intense, really laid-back. Hell of an interview, but, man, that guy... Jeez, <laughs> he's really, really calm, laid back, and uh, yeah, you know I love him. I, he's terrific in everything he's in. So he's got a new film coming out, and we'll talk more about that on Friday. Well, that sounds great. Thanks, Timmy. All right, everybody, have a great week. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy... It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tim lammers ladies and gentlemen no, we're talking. So if it's Magic Mike's last dance, do you suppose it's going to be about him getting old, or is he going to make like a heroic sacrifice? Oh, Could be I both. He's like Ooh. a missile heading towards Chippendales, and he has to like <laughs> jump on top of it and steer it out <laughs> yeah. into space. Well, yes. A missile? Yeah. And he has to steer it yeah, away exactly. from the... Yeah, I, I'm uncomfortable right now. This is a family show. Okay, how about a bomb? <laughs> there you go. There, it's better. He has to no punch missiles. a bomb to make it explode midair. Good. I think it's going to be like Dragon Ball Z kind of thing. Hmm. Now, Michael Shan's the same guy that's in uh, in George and Tammy, right? George and Tammy, that's so good. Names. That's Michael Shannon, though, isn't it? Is it? 
I'm looking uh, at him, and he is not familiar, but yes, he is in George and Tammy. Yeah, he's really, He's really, also in The Shape a, of Water. Yep. And Boardwalk Empire and other crap. Why did you bring up Shape of Water? It pisses me off every time somebody brings it up. <laughs> I know, I was like, going to say, now Dad's going to be all mad. I swear to God, though, Alex, we've got this super sea creature locked up and no one can see it, oh, except me. we gave a key to the janitor. I'm like, what? <clears throat> and, and the cleaning woman got a key. Oh, okay. Was Mike and Shannon, well, the, was he the uh, sea creature? I don't, I don't remember know. who was the sea creature. So you can't tell who it is because it's a sea creature. <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Who was the sea creature? <clears throat> that was Doug God. Jones. Oh. Whoever that, that is. Sucked. Michael was Shannon terrible. was a character named Strickland. Sure. Probably Strickland. the same one from King of the Hill. Well, Probably. I think it's the King of the Hill expanded universe. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. All right, Kristen. It's like it's fan fiction of yeah, exactly. King of the Hill. Strickland. Kristen told me she she wanted to leave her husband to go with Michael Shannon. That's what she told me. I thought she wanted to leave him for a sea creature. Mm-hmm. Or a sea creature. Maybe yeah, that's what whatever I said. That's one way to start a rumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly right. That's exactly it. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear her every morning on the Tom Bernard Show on the Hubbard Broad. No, well, not re- it's not really a broadcasting network. It's a digital network. Yeah, but it's, I guess you could say broadcasting, digital broadcasting. Though. I guess. It doesn't really, it doesn't really broadcast, because a, a broadcast suggests that it's a signal going out through the air. Right. But, I mean, I guess that's Wi-Fi, so I don't know. But, uh, Chris, and I should, should tell you on this show, I couldn't tell you on the other show, but on this show, people are supporting the hell out of that morning show. It's it's so kind of them and nice of them. I mean, the numbers are, are looking really good. Well, I'm so happy for you because I will say that so many of your listeners have reached out to me and they're so kind and so much fun and I love interacting with them. Look, reaching out to you saying, isn't Tom a pain in the ass is not being kind. What's Tom really like? (laughs) (laughs) No, they, they love listening to the show and they love you and they're so happy that you're, you know, you're back. Not that you really went away, but you're back on your terms. I think that that's why they're so happy. Yeah. The comment that I'm getting from all is, man, it's so great to hear you happy again. There's a lightness to you, Tom. I don't know if you, you must feel it, but I mean, I even hear it on my end. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, when you're treated like dirt for 10 years and then you're not treated like dirt anymore, it makes you happy. No doubt about it. Makes a huge difference. And that, you know, I think that's the one thing when people are always like, oh, I don't want to go to work. But when you love work, it's not work. It's so much fun to go and be around the people that you enjoy hanging out with or, you know, doing the broadcast with. It makes such a big difference. And the Hubbards are so great because I literally went, well, you know, I have to bring about 10 people with me. And they go, yeah, no, no problem. That's fine. (laughs) I was just... I never thought, and again, the only one who didn't come along was Mike Evans, and he's retiring at the end of the year, so there you go. Everybody came along. That I was, I was very touched by that. I will be very honest with you, including well, you, sister. I will speak for myself, probably I'm sure everyone else shares the sentiment that they appreciate you bringing us all along too. So, you know, obviously it. it speaks to your loyalty, but it speaks to how great of a leader you are. But you know what? No, oh, I'm in... God, let's get done with this love fest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Done. All She's right, like, we're get done back with to it. your snarky KB. <laughs> I can do it. I can, I can bring it back. Who is this man? I, I will close with this. Every time 
that Kristen Burt talks about a certain person in my life. It's, yeah, she's another one of the KBs. We're the club. KB club. KB club. We'll get jackets soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's real nice. Okay. So. What were we supposed to ask you? Wear pink. Oh, um, oh, oh, we were supposed to ask her about Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. And in the whale. Some, no, there were... Well, not only that, but um, there was some sort of scandal where he was... Oh, yeah. He was molested or something? Golden Globes? Oh, Golden Globes. Yeah. So one, at the time, the leader of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, um, he had an interaction with him where he was assaulted by him. And it's why when Brendan Fraser was nominated this year for The Whale, he didn't show up. Because the, the organization has gone through tremendous amount of controversies over the past few years and brendan was one of those that kind of spoke during the me too era when everyone was saying he's like you know this happened to me too it happens to men it's not just a female issue and you know he reported it and they did nothing about it um and the organization really didn't have a reckoning until they had an entire scandal over like realizing that every single one of their members was white. And you're like, you can't tell me that every foreign press journalist is white. Um, obviously, you know, foreign journalists represent a huge diverse body of people. So they really had to change their membership up. And that's why mm-hmm. NBC dropped them. Um, NBC brought them back this year after they, they changed up their policies. But then nobody was watching. So NBC has dropped them again. But that was where Brendan Fraser really uh, came into play. And it's, you know, it's, it's his story is it's sort of a part of why he retreated from Hollywood too. It's just, when you have a traumatic situation, you just kind of separate yourself from, from that whole entertainment industry, what he experienced. But I have a question. So somebody molested him and they blamed it on Brendan Fraser. I don't understand that. Brendan Fraser was assaulted, sexually assaulted by one of the members right, at a public what... event. Right. And why did they turn on Brendan Fraser? Um, the organiz- Well, Hollywood didn't turn on, on Brendan Fraser in terms of that. Nobody had a problem with him coming forward with it, but nobody assisted him w- within the Hollywood Foreign Press Organization. Why? I think that's the issue. Well, and I think that this is what women face a lot of times, too. You know, yeah, people don't sure. believe them or they it's a power issue and they believe the person in power versus the person who experienced um, the assault. Yeah, it just makes me so sad. So so the, was this a male on male thing? Correct. Yeah. And because that's what I thought I had heard and that it's like why people think they can just start grabbing body parts. I will never understand. I don't it get happened it. with Terry Crews too, you know, and and I, yeah. men, men are less likely to come forward too about <laughs> the situation because there's more of a stigma about it. There's still a stigma with women too. Don't get me wrong, but I think that for men, maybe it's like people feel emasculated or there's like an association with that, or people um, will you know, just joke about that. Why don't I? Why am I having a hard time visualizing a gay guy? doing something like that i just i just don't see that in gay culture <laughs> no if you go to a gay bar you know, all the guy you know all the guys there you know are you know a little bit drunk and they're at the gay bar and you know you, you're gonna you know, they may grab at each other there but in a professional situation i just don't see that in the gay population. i don't even know that it was um someone who was gay who grabbed brendan fraser why Sexual would you do it then? to play with that so well, even if it's that- someone joking around you know, doing it, yeah, 
no one yeah, wants you, well, grabbed at. Well, Tom, you've said that women have grabbed your crotch before. Oh, many, like, many times. When, yeah, when, well, that's to well, me, that's not okay. No, I, well, and, and that's really, why I don't. that is sexual assault by it definition. Is. Like you could yeah. go to the cops and report that. Yeah, I mean, it's such a, when when the KQ Morning Show is the number one morning show in America, and you do a picture with women, uh, I would almost guess half the time, on the way out, they would grab your package. Every like half of the women would. Yeah. Like okay, whatever. We are just yeah, a bunch of so apes weird. with big brains. Ricky Gervais is right. <laughs> Ricky Gervais is right. We're a bunch of apes. You know what it reminds oh. me of? Do you remember when Taylor Swift was doing that meet and greet? And I believe it was someone who worked as a DJ went and put his hands like on her butt, like up her skirt, oh, and God. she sued him for a dollar. I mean, because she didn't need the money, but she just wanted to make the point that you can't go around like touching people's bodies that way. And why would you think you could? That's the part that I never understood. Why do you think you can do things like that? That's a good question. <laughs> I am would certainly be not grabbing at people's body parts at any point yeah. out in public <laughs> to people I don't know, especially. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just uh, what, And what is the upside, by the way? Explain to me, what's the excitement of grabbing someone's genitals? Okay, boy, that's exciting, isn't it? Cheap thrills, I guess. I, I, I guess. do think it's a weird power thing. Cheap thrills. Yeah, yeah it is. I, yep, that's exactly what it is. It's I, power. I, I wonder. But don't I, I feel like it's power a lot when men, men to women, when men do it to women. But I do wonder, what is the reason for women doing it to men? Is that power or is that something else? Payback, maybe. Uh don't don't hold women above you know heterosexual women above <laughs> heterosexual yeah. no yeah, I think I think it's a power thing some sort of a I don't get it man I I don't want to grab I don't want to grab anybody's groin I mean I no. learned that when I was in yeah. medical school and I don't want to do that that work I, that work I don't want to do I, well, I mean do I think that there's work. a much simpler explanation that you're all somehow not considering what alcohol oh. well that's true definitely oh, yeah. you drink a whole lot and you turn into a weirdo. Yeah, it's about as simple as it gets. Well, and that could be a situation too when you think of like all of these VIP events. People probably like yep, go out and drink a pregame before like a concert or something, mm -hmm. and then they yeah. come That could be a problem. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, no question about it. So, Kristen, how are you liking doing the morning show? Oh, it's so much fun. I love being with y'all, joining you every morning. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I'll everybody... tell you, I mean, my cat loves it too. My cat loves being up at five in the morning with me. Yep, cats do love that. <laughs> yep. They're like, wow, you're up for once. So excited. <laughs> He's like, this is like Disneyland for him. It's mm -hmm. like Christmas every day. And then three years or three hours later, they just go back to sleep for another 10 hours. Oh, yeah. Both of them are passed out right yep. now. I'm like, I can't nap. I'm glad you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got I to gotta bring this up because. Uh, Kristen Burt was the one who recommended it to us in the first place. And then we had, we've talked about this before, but I want to bring it up again. Cass and I, let, it came kind of a long day yesterday. So we sat down and watched a little TV before bedtime. And Kristen, you recommended Abbott Elementary to us many, many times. That show is terrific. That's a really good show. The cast is incredible. The really writing good. is sharp. Yeah. Are you still in season one or have you moved to season two? Season two. Two, I think we are now, aren't we? No. We're not quite. We're almost in season two. Okay. I, I just want to say, because oftentimes you get to the second season and they get into that sophomore slump, it is just as delightful as season oh, one. Good. So I love it when 
you just see that everyone cares. And I will say one thing about this particular cast too. They've done a lot of appearances lately at the award show circuit. I can tell you they genuinely like each other. You can yes, tell good. they hang out together. There's no sort of tension. They're always together like in a huddle. <laughs> and it is so easy to fake it, but you can smell it a mile away when people hate each other. And this this cast enjoys going to work every single day. See, I'm, but I want to thank you again because Catherine and I just love that. Every episode's been great. Every one of them. Yeah, um, and, and it has that format of The Office, but I think that the public school setting's really funny. Uh-huh. Um, and the dynamics of the characters and the layers that they each bring, it, it meshes really well. And so that's why I'm always telling people, I'm like, don't sleep on this show. Yeah, it's really good. It is very good. Now, there's another comedy. It's Canadian, and it's, uh, what, about 20 years old, something like that? Really old. I don't know if it's somewhere in there. Have you ever watched Corner Gas? Oh, I haven't. I love that. It's invented by, and the guy's real name, by the way, is Brent Butt, B-U-T-T. That's his real family name. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. Brent Butt. Unfortunate. <laughs> yep. Brent Butt is his real name. It is hilarious, the way these people treat one another. And the great thing for many Minnesotans in that thing, uh, it's shot in more Toronto. Is it Toronto or Winnipeg? I think it's supposed to be somewhere in Quebec. I don't know where. It's like the middle of nowhere in Flatland, Canada. Flatland, Canada, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And whenever he's having a snack, he's sitting eating a bag of old Dutch potato chips, which are made in Minneapolis, St. Paul, of course, which is very cool. But we got to get him on, I think. I don't know if he's a big deal in Toronto. (laughs) No, I know he's a big deal. I don't know. He's a little U.S. press. That might be good. I, oh well, God, yes. he's he, uh, his uh, so his the series turned into a, an animated series, and then he also has a movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how old he is now. Um, he's f- fifty-eight or sixty. I don't like know if he tours or if he's retired well, still, or what. He does. Yeah, he does he? Okay. I'd love to have him on because that show is, and the women and the men are at the same level. In other words, the men aren't dominant or the women aren't dominant. They're all on the same level. His parents, oh my God, his father. <laughs> his father's my favorite character by <laughs> His far. father is just this crabby old guy who thinks he's smarter than everyone else. Yeah. He once called a butterfly a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my garden. Get out of my garden, you <laughs> son of a bitch, to a butterfly. <laughs> what if you get a chance. you watch Corner Gas on? Freebie. Freebie, yeah. It's on Freebie. I you think can, you can pay for it on... On Prime, Prime. Prime Video, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's free on Freebie. <laughs> they have so many good people on there. They're, they're, the, the men, the women, the older people, the younger people, everybody on the show is terrific, very well written. Uh, if you get you get a chance, Corner Gas is the name of it, and it's on Freebie for free, so give it, it a whirl. Yeah, it takes a minute to get the characters and yeah, figure out, you yeah. know. Okay, it's like, this is a, one of those weird shows, you know, with a different sense of humor. Yeah, you got to sort Yoda. out the quirks and then go, okay, yeah, now I'm yeah. it. <laughs> it's very good. Any other good comedies coming? Catherine and I have been looking for comedies, and they're not easy to find. Are you watching American Auto with Anna Gasteyer? No. That's another one. Um, Anna Gosteyer comes in as a CEO um, of an American automotive company, 
again, kind of a the office kind of vibe, but she comes from pharmaceuticals, knows nothing about cars, and that okay. has a good ensemble cast. And it's a, it's edgier. Um, it's a little bit edgier than like um, than Abbott Elementary, so you might like it. And where is that? I believe. Let's see. I watched it on Peacock, so it must be NBC. Oh yeah, so it's definitely on NBC. And, and the name of the show is what again? American Auto. American Auto. Well, well, we'll give it a whirl because we're looking. You can. There are not a lot of comedies anymore. No. People just don't want to no. laugh or what the hell's going on. <laughs> I, I just afraid. think the comedy. A lot of it is dramedy. You know what I mean? Where you get a little bit of drama, a little mm-hmm. bit of comedy, but doing that like classic sitcom that doesn't exist the way it used to. I think it just kind of fell out of vogue for a while. And we are back with Stretch's picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre. Sabre and Bryant doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Kerry Washington has a new show coming out, and it's coming out on the 10th, which is what, Friday, uh, called Unprisoned with Delroy Lindo, who's fabulous in the role uh, as her father. And that I would, I mean, they're calling it a comedy on Hulu, but I would say it's a dramedy because there's a lot of layers to their relationship, but really well done. Oh, so this show started two years ago. American Auto started in 2021. Yeah, it's in season two already. It's another one you can catch up on. Oh, yes, that's going to be so. You you recommend it? Do you think it's a, is it as funny as Abbott Elementary and just in a different way? I would say it's slightly less funny, just slightly less funny than Abbott Elementary, just because Abbott Elementary right now is my absolute favorite. But I think that American Auto is worth giving it a shot. I think Anna Gasteyer is really underrated in this she's pretty zany in it and i don't think people are paying attention to the show huh. now who's justin spitzer he's all he, he's the program creator the head writer he's in the show my god he does it all he certainly does yeah and we're seeing a lot of that that's also like a american i mean abbott elementary you got quinta brunson she's also the writer yeah. and the star yep. people are finding i think that they're finding you know if it's hard for you to get a role, get a project, you kind of have to do it all. I just want to laugh. I think it's magnificent. You know, just getting a laugh in sounds good to me. It is. In, the, in these crazy times, we need a good laugh. <laughs> I'll tell you that okay. much. And, uh, you don't want to turn on the news. You're not going to find a laugh there. No. No. No, no. <laughs> We've never talked about uh, George and Tammy with Kristen. No, we have not. We really like the show. We got what one? Do we have one show left? No, I think we finished it. Didn't I we? we? I thought they added one more. Did they? Oh, okay. we can take a look. Maybe. We'll take a gander at it. I mean, I mean talk about a genre act, we would right? never watch and really enjoy it, but it's it's just so well acted really and written. Good. It's so good. I, I want to know the last bad thing Jessica Chastain did. Yeah, honestly, you're right. You're she's right. So good, and I think that she's really smart about the roles that she selects. And it's not like she just randomly is like, oh, I'll, you know, I need the paycheck for my second home. Let me go and do a stupid comedy. She really is smart about what she picks. And so every time I see that she's in like either a new TV series or a movie, I pay attention. Yeah, she is good. She's amazing. I love it. No question about it. Just the series. So I think it's going to do well in awards. 
Do you think, Kristen, that, that Hollywood, this whole wokeness out in Hollywood that everybody keeps referencing, uh, is it just a, it's too offensive to laugh at something or someone now? It just, it's too, way too offensive to laugh at people. You know, it's interesting. I, you know, I was thinking a lot about comedy this weekend just from watching the Marlon Wayans special and Chris Rock. And, yeah, you know, yeah. people are obviously going to get offended. And, and I read different hot takes on, on Chris Rock and why people loved it and why some people didn't. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm like, everyone came together just to hear those last 15 minutes of his set to find out what he really thought about, you know, like last year's slap. But you know, you're not as, especially as co comedians, I think have it the roughest because I'm like, you're just not going to please everybody. And if you don't like it, you don't have to watch their comedy special. You don't have to buy a ticket to their show. You don't have right. to watch what films they're in. I mean, I think that that's where we are at because there's always going to be people that I think are funny that others are just going to be like, no way. I just wouldn't even think about it and, and vice versa. So, you know, I don't, you know, Hollywood doesn't really think about the word woke at all. <laughs> It becomes like a political talking point. So I think it really just becomes something that they've tuned out. And you got to decide for yourself what's best. I cannot tell you who told me this because it's someone pretty famous and you'd know who he is. I asked him that question. What is with the, the, the comedies have just kind of disappeared now? And there are a couple out there, but most of them have just disappeared. He said, well, that has a lot to do with, uh, with the ratings. And I said, what do you mean? He said... Well, the problem we have right now is this whole idea is we're all going to rise up and about 90% of people are too stupid to know if something's funny or not. <laughs> so that's kind of a harsh <laughs> take. There's an education don't you level we're all missing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I mean, God. I even sometimes, like, when I get emails, I, like, sometimes, this, and they're professional emails. They're not just, like, a friend of mine. I don't care if a friend of mine does a bunch of misspellings. But when I send out a pref professional email, I usually try and, proofread it a couple times just to make sure that I like got there and there right you know the mm -hmm. differences and everything and it's amazing to me and they'll start right off with my name they're like dear Christian and I'm like Christian <laughs> completely yes. spelled wrong and I'm like my email is my name so it's not that hard it's spelled right yeah. there in front of you I, so, isn't that weird Jesus. people don't pay attention so I, I like to pay attention to people's spellings just because mine is misspelled on the daily no doubt about it. No question. So anything else you can think of, you'd recommend. So American Auto, we're going to be watching that because we need more comedy. Anybody else in studio have a comedy you've been watching that maybe uh, you could recommend? Uh, we watched Ghosts. Oh, Ghosts is pretty good. You like that? Well, you, you know, the British version is even better than the American version, Andy. Oh, yeah? Oh, I haven't watched the British version. What's that? I haven't watched the British version. It's very funny. I mean, they're both really funny, but the British, in, what it started in England, first of all, so. the show started in England, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's another good one, though, because at first, it, what is it, only the wife that can see the ghost and the husband can't? Yeah. And the, does it keep running through the entire show like that, that the, the, the husband can never see the ghosts? Uh, so far, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That show, I find it to be really funny. It's coming out in episodic form rather than all at once, which is unusual these days. Oh, right? Yeah, so you can't, just, streaming? you can't just watch everything all at once. So, uh, yeah, you have to wait, you know, each week I for a new waiting. episode. I hate waiting. I'm a binge watcher. <laughs> I hate waiting. <clears throat> I hate waiting. I'm like, just give me all ten episodes. That's how I want to watch it. Uh, do you think that... 
Well, I would assume just like time, the clock ticks and there's an ebb and a flow, and eventually we're going to be overwhelmed with comedies because they were missing for so long. Do you think that will happen? Oh, absolutely. It's a cyclical trend. So we will see comedies come back around. Someone will invent something so smart and different, and we'll think, wow, that's so refreshing, and then everyone will try and copy them. And then all of a sudden, you know, a thousand different pilots for sitcoms come back. Mm -hmm. always goes and then you know and then we'll that'll fall off and it'll be dramas again and yeah all i'm hoping is that we don't have a writer's strike coming up this spring because oh, then God. we are going to be in a content drought and nobody wants that i'll be watching the beverly hillbillies again <laughs> well you know what's going to happen seriously it's going to be a bunch of reality shows that the networks yeah. throw on the air because they're mm-hmm. quick and they sure. don't need writers for yeah. that uh, 50 dollars an episode to make exactly Mm -hmm. and we do not want that because we're already they're already saying we're falling out of television's golden age already because networks are cutting budgets and things like that they're being leaner and meaner with their um programming so it's going to be tougher to find things that we love and hopefully those gems will rise to the top though on tv but then on 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 streaming and cable, you're going to have those things because they seem to Dreaming have the- also having the same issue of budget okay. cuts and everything else. Netflix yep. is not going to be, you know, the days like Netflix, even if you were an employee there, I mean, they were living through a very flush era as employees oh, yeah. and there's been layoffs. They aren't giving green lights to as many projects. We won't see as many movies and TV series coming out there because they didn't, you know, sometimes you'd go and you're like, how did I never hear of this series on Netflix? Because they just threw everything out there. Yeah. I mean, there was more strategic. Netflix was greenlighting some of the worst garbage I've ever seen in my life. Of all time, Andy. They were literally just like, you know, some guy just comes up to them with the worst script ever written. And they're like, yeah, here's $10 million. It's like, that's not a sustainable business model. No. And you know where Netflix is is seeing a gold mine? It's in greenlighting all of their docu series, whether it's true crime or oh, whether right. it's some sort yes. of scandal or controversy. They are doing extremely well in that genre. So I think Netflix will be leaning even more heavily into that. So I have a question: Can you name one drama that's not written by either C.J. Box or Taylor Sheridan? <laughs> um, well, Grey's Anatomy. That's and that's what about fifty years old now? No, <laughs> twenty maybe. Twenty, yeah, probably. But honestly, got CJ. Ba- but that's CJ uh, Shonda ba- Rhimes. I was just going to make a joke that Shonda Rhimes is also writing half the shows on TV, as is Ryan Murphy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is the same, like four or five TV writers yep. that are extremely successful, well, and it, then it, they it get franchises and spinoffs like Taylor Sheridan. Yes, indeed, man. That that boy's busy. Is all I got to say. My God, he's doing a lot of writing on stuff. Love nineteen twenty three. We got one episode left. That's uh, that's coming to an end for us. Uh, but eighteen eighty three. Are they going to do a nineteen sixty three? We I don't know about that. I'm really curious because it's very strategic um, years that he picks and. <laughs> We don't uh, Yellowstone. Obviously, they haven't been able to work out the Kevin Costner contract yet, and it looks right. like it'll probably fall away into a spinoff with Matthew McConaughey. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. But I would love to see a 1963. And you know, it would be focused, of course, on the Kennedys because that was it's the year he was killed. Year. And maybe that's why it was strategic of why he picked those certain years. Yep. 
And that's what I'm thinking is that it was all to get to 1963. I, I think, think they should do three. Just three. Go as back in, to the year three. In three A.D. Yes. Three A.D. Exactly. Yes, it's about the Romans, you know, while all the stuff's going on over there. It's plenty to choose from. What the hell was that? Your mother running the printer during the. She had three oh. wait, three minutes to wait. <laughs> three that's minutes. All, to that wait. boring oh. that your Catherine has to oh, run the printer? God. No, just give me a break. People are used to dogs barking in the background now. Printers going off. Oh, they are. Okay. Ring chimes. This sure. is in modern age, people. Oh no! On my I know end, all the it facts. sounded like an electric pencil sharpener. Yeah, all of a okay. sudden there was just this whirring mechanical sound. It's like, yes. mm. Interesting that any, do you think anybody knows what an electric <laughs> pencil oh, sharpener God, probably is? Probably not. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounded like. And I was thinking, I haven't heard that sound in over oh, decades. I cannot even name the last time I've sharpened a pencil. When, when you mentioned uh, 1923, I thought of the new Raiders of the Lost Ark. Harrison Ford is going to do one more. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was that was, oh, was that right? hyped on. Yeah, on this past weekend. Is it going to be a bunch of scenes of him like you know? Uh, this temple has so many stairs. My back hurts so much. Poor <laughs> Indy. Yeah. I got the gout. You know what? Indy can lean into his crankiness big time. Oh, I guarantee he will. Yeah, it's it's. I think there's throwbacks, and they're just going to sort of rehash some of the, the former uh, experiences. It's kind of a, a reminiscent kind of, a, a, according to the uh, trailer. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, he. Uh, I am too. That's no problem. You can de-age any actor at this point. That is true. Although it you usually know. doesn't look super good. I don't know. You can you can tell. Um, a friend of mine works at. Um, a virtual effects co uh, company and they do some really incredible work and literally every film, every TV show, they are racing lines off people's face. And I'm not talking yep. about like this major de-aging of like, oh, we need to take the character back 20 years. I'm talking about just basic aesthetics of like, we're going to get rid of a couple crow's feet yep. and we're going to shave off a few pounds. It is happening in music videos it's unbelievable so, so shave off a few or shave off a few pounds make your breast twice as big or twice as small mm -hmm. or you know i mean that's, that's that's we're going down a slippery slope of just animating the whole thing yeah really soon enough True. and when a lot of people gained like covid weight over mm -hmm. lockdown period they were had so much work on their plate they couldn't keep up honestly because they were like well right. the um, musician is 20 pounds heavier they're on a diet it should get better soon but right now we have to take this weight off wow. hmm. another very successful report sister <laughs> all the secrets of Hollywood unleashed here <laughs> exactly I will talk to you tomorrow morning on the morning show you're bright and early thanks a lot Kristen Burt ladies and gentlemen uh, okay, the three of you back there in Minneapolis, what do you got? Well, two now. Oh, Alex left? She sure did. Why is she, why is she doing she that? She has now? to leave because she has oh, to pick up Sagey. That's right, I forgot about you that. Walk. No. Yeah, you can just three walk. No. Yeah, it's yeah. Figure it out. Three, three miles, miles, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's got to be 30 degrees, isn't it? It's 37. 37? Oh. I didn't even wear my jacket into the studio today. What? There you go. Jacket mm -hmm. free day. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, guys, and we You're will welcome. talk to you tomorrow. All right.